One of them was bleating a evaporation or a powder or some sort of bloody vaporization was coming out of Zabati and it asked for more blood and then it went back into Zabati and then it turns that man into a zombie. And Reinhard is, you know, looks at the two of you and says, what did you inflict on this city? Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of In Vain. I am your storyteller, Chad. You can find me on Twitter at Chadlicious. And if I were to be turned into a vampire, the last meal I would eat would probably be chicken marsala. And hello, everybody. My name is Shiny Kiwi. I am the hostess of Introverts Guild. You can find me on Twitter at Shiny Kiwi. That's K-I-I-W-I-I. If I had a last meal before I was embraced, (laughs) given that I knew I was going to be embraced, I would have a full course Thai meal. Penang curry. Chicken curry. Okay. And so tonight we are going to be running Elsa through a solo because the Coterie are doing their own thing for a couple of days. And so what is Elsa's desire for this solo? What would she want to do? Get a hold of Max. Get a hold of our good old sheriff. And see what see if we can find our sires that turned us on the night of Walpurgis knocked. Because apparently Everyone's implying that we might have been the sacrifice for those angry goddamn zombies or spirits of the the thing strata. There it is. I remember. So you want to have a discussion with Maximilian about possibly finding your sires. Yeah. And I have a the idea of how I want that to play out. But storytellers uh, in charge. Monday night was the incident with the bar and the ritual. And so we are going to pick up the beginning of Tuesday night. So I, Elsa, I need you to give me a rouse check to see if you get any hungrier this night. Yeah, I do. The three. Okay. And what does that bring your hunger to? Two. You awaken at night and... The beast is rattling its cage a little bit, reminding you that it's there, and it can only be denied for so long. You awaken, and Dallas is not present. She is probably out doing her own thing. You know how Dallas is. And it is just you here in uh, the Hexenlide, and you are in your bedroom. What do you do? Elsa's going to get ready as usual, put on her... Good Tuesday outfit and got to put her makeup on and thinks about spiking her hair a little. She does just a little bit, not nothing too crazy. And then she's going to check on Peter. When you go looking for Peter, you find him downstairs. He is sitting at the bar watching the tiny television and it looks like he's having a dinner of cold sausages bread and cheese he sees you coming downstairs and he kind of he stands up he finishes chewing and he, he dusts the crumbs off of his shirt swallows quickly and says good evening miss elsa hi peter 
How was your day? Oh, well, paperwork mostly and getting things set up uh, for Friday. I was kind of going over the numbers and it looks like we had a pretty good opening week. Really? She grins at him and hugs him and is super excited. All right. So you, you hug him and he's excited that you're hugging him. One thing that I did want to address as the storyteller, you gave him your blood about a month ago at this point. And at this point, if you want to keep the the ghouling process going, he needs a monthly infusion of blood and it's about due. So what would Elsa decide to do in this circumstance? Yeah, she'll keep him around. She's kind of grown fond of him, actually. Like, not romantically, just, you know, he's fine. Whatever, he's harmless. And she'll share her blood with him. You hug him, and then you open up a vein and give him your blood, which he is all too happy to receive. When he's finished and he wipes his mouth a little bit, he goes, oh, I think I was starting to get the shakes. Thank you. You're welcome. And by the way, uh... How how much did the did the club really make? Like, did it make bank or did it make a com- comfortable amount? It's comfortable enough to, you know, it's not breaking any records or anything. But it looks like you are possibly onto something. There was a lot of tourists that enjoyed your club. A lot of you know, American military personnel or their families because you know yeah goth is more of a english type thing and in west germany there's a good mix of american and english on your homeland okay also since you gave him your blood i want you to give me another rouse check it is a rouse checks worth of blood five okay your hunger increases the voice in the the nagging voice in the back of your head says we should take it back from him uh elsa thinks about that for a minute, for a second, and then just looks at Peter and smiles, and she's just like, you know, Fats, you've been so generous to me these past couple months. I think you deserve a new outfit. Yeah? Uh, sure. Th- thank you. Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of enjoyed my time here, too, uh, just doing what I can for you. I mean, it's not going to be anything, like, too fancy, is it? I'm not that kind of guy. You know, but, you know, have a budget and don't don't go to the high-end places, but pick you out your favorite color and, you know, look nice and, you know, for the theme of the club and buy yourself something nice. You've been so good to us lately, so I appreciate all of your help. All right, so you're giving him permission to get some club-adjacent clothing and expense it. Yeah, buy something nice for yourself, basically. Like, don't do it. Don't just do it for the club. Do it for yourself. Like, well, he appreciates it. He says thank you, and he goes, "Oh, uh, great! So I will. I'll go shopping tomorrow." Great. Is there anything you need tonight, Miss Elsa? No, uh, actually, and. Uh, she's gonna write, she's gonna go to the notebook downstairs. She's gonna write down, uh, a, a note in German 
cursive, if that's possible. And she's going to write it in her own blood. And it's to Maximilian. And she's going to... And she's going to give down the address of the the diner. And what she's thinking is that if the diner gets this message, then Maximilian will get it. Is she is she right on that assumption? That is a safe bet. Okay, yeah. So she's going to write diner. Hope to see you there from Elsa. And then she hands it to Peter. And she's like, I want you to go to Sistina, the specific, the specific one, and hand it to the waiter, waitress. And uh, I will be back later. She's going to go feed at another club. She's not going to feed on Peter. You're just a, so I'm clear. You're telling Peter to deliver the message. And the message is that you will meet with Maximilian at that restaurant later on that night. Yes. If that's possible. Yeah. Sure. For Peter to tell Maximilian that he is under Elsa's protection. If that needs to be said. Okay. So Peter seems a little nervous about following through with these orders, but he he has to do what you tell him. He's nervous about that, but he took care of a dead body like a month ago. Just like, yeah, I can get rid of that. Okay, whatever. Well, this this particular dead body you're asking him to talk to carries around a bayonet and really likes the sound of music. Yeah, okay, that makes for sense. But um, yeah, tell Peter to deliver that, please. And buy yourself something nice, yeah. So she's going to leave. All right, and so he quickly goes, and you are leaving the club. Where are you going? I am not going to go to the club that Edgar disappeared from. I am going to go to another one and talk to some people. Just a regular dance club, because the only other goth club in town was that one that you said that you're avoiding. There's also Heidi's. Uh, there's beer gardens, student bars, things like that. Let's go to a student bar. So you go in there, and how are you going to hunt? Let's, uh, she's not focusing on the boys anymore. She's focusing more on a girl. And she wants to find one that's pretty, long hair, Looks smart, intelligent, you know, good with finances. So you're going to try to chat up the women here and see if any of them are good with finances? Yes. Okay, give me a charisma and we'll just say etiquette roll. And don't forget your hunger dice. So it looks like you'll be just be rolling three hunger dice. One, one, ten. <laughs> Okay, well, you avoided a bestial failure. Oh, God! And you also avoided a messy critical, so you got two successes. What? Yes. No, wait, no. Tens count as one success unless you roll two of them. So you you succeeded. And so you start chatting up this female student. Uh, tell us what she looks like. And some personality uh, bits, too. Well, uh, she's, um, 
she's she's keeping to herself right now, but she has really long, long red hair. Like long, 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 long. And uh she's like these glasses on her are too big for her for her her the size of her head, and she keeps pushing them up forward. But she's got like these books around her and for some reason she thought that she could study at a beer garden than the library which is odd for Elsa because usually she sees those types of people or she used to see those types of people at the library so you know that that catches her eye is that she she's in the wrong place for studying so she's 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 pale and she has um dark eyes dark brown eyes and uh, just fair skin and long red hair and she's kind of she's ha- she has she has like long sleeves a long skirt on you know typical shy you know university student um, hey, what nationality is she I would say she you know, probably by looking at her, she's she's from Germany. Like she she has a normal life here. So So you're chatting her up. Uh seems so you come across her studying her financial accounting textbooks. Seems like she needs a study break. All right, and you chat her up and are you going to feed from her? I I'm gonna talk to her and see what kind of books she's studying. Yeah, I mean, she's studying finances. Uh, she's majoring in accounting at the university, and she's just here studying because she really needed a drink to kind of help get her through some of the very dry material that she's studying. I know that feeling. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask for her name. Her name is Anna. <gasps> Anna. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, she's gonna keep talking to her and, you know, she's telling her how beautiful she is and, you know, she, even with those glasses on, you, you, you look stunning. Thank you. She's not quite sure how to take that. She's expressing some interest. How do I get her out of there? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you if you've heard of me per se. I know you're so busy with, uh, you know, your books and what's not. Uh, but uh, I'm Elsa Kruger, and I have a lounge known as the Hexen Light with my very good partner. Uh, but I I would love to invite you to our club. Uh, I don't know what kind of music you're into, but. I, I could tell, you know, is there some rebel against society kind of vibe from you? All right. So since you're leveraging your fame, how about uh, you're trying to persuade her to come with you to the club, right? Yeah. Look at it. I want you to give me a charisma plus persuasion role, and you can add your fame to that. That's going to be five total. So three hunger dice, two regular dice. Four successes. She is very interested in going somewhere with you, listening to some music, and getting to know you better. Hell yeah. 
I could really use a, a study break. Um, yeah. So is the is the the club open tonight? No, but you know, I I love to uh, bring over friends and guests while uh, it's closed. I usually I have a big uh, performance happening on Friday. If you're interested, she says I I'm, I might be. She she closes her her textbook, and as you're talking, she kind of slowly kind of caresses your knee a little bit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, to get out of here. Yeah, let's 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 get out of here. And she grabs her backpack, pays her tab, and y'all go to Derhexenlide. Once you get back to the the club, what are you doing? I'm gonna bring her upstairs and then feed on her. Nothing else. Just feed on her and not kill her. Okay, so you're at hunger three. How much hunger are you going to slake? Two. So you go in, you feed, she's enjoying it, you're enjoying it. This is very, very good blood, and I want you to roll just 2d10 for me. And tell me what the numbers are. Six and three. It's not an extremely strong resonance, but she does have a, a very a very robust phlegmatic resonance to her blood. Phlegmatic means that she is maybe calm, sentimental, maybe even feeling a little bit lazy. So you drink from her and the flood of emotions and maybe hazy bits of memory that leap to your mind as you're feeding from her just... You know, she's a very relaxed, calm individual. She enjoys her quiet time. A lot of times when she's out in public areas, she's just kind of like watching. She's more of a wallflower type personality, but she's very a very calm and soothing presence. And her blood actually kind of helps a little bit. So she's a she's a weed human. She's a pot human. If that's how you want to classify, <laughs> by all means. Calming, relaxed, yeah. Well, that's currently how she feels. So, you know, mortal resonance is bound to change unless they're, they tend to be particularly intense. You drink from her and she feels sleepy. You didn't take enough to kill her, but she's definitely feeling even more calm and lazy and so she could just drift off to sleep if you let her. Yeah, I'm going to let make her comfortable, put her, you know, put a sheet over her and you know, just let her let her sleep and act like, you know, nothing happened. She just we had a really good time. And what are you doing now? How long would it take Peter to get back from the diner? I think by the time you are Tucking Anna in, you hear the door open downstairs. I um, go to check to see if it's Peter. Yeah, he is locking the door behind him and he puts his umbrella in the umbrella stand because it's, it's threatening to rain tonight. And he looks up at you as easy as you come down, goes, well, I, I gave him the message. He was he was there. And? And he said that he would wait for you. Perfect. Um, so she's also going to grab the umbrella that he just put back in the holster. Um, 
and maybe put on a white jacket to make it look like she's still human. She's like, I'll be back later. Uh, don't go up in the main bedroom. I had a friend's over and uh, she she's just resting. But keep an eye on the place, please, Bitty. Okay, what what should I say if she wakes up? Tell her I had some other important business, and uh, you know, I'll uh, Elsa will write down her the the lounge's number down and uh, leave a note and said had a great time and uh, give us this, and uh, if she wants to come back, then. You know, she's always welcome since Hex and Light. Yes, Miss Elsa. And he will do as you say, and you head off to go speak to Max? Yes. All right. So you make your way down to the to the restaurant, and there he is sitting in his little table out in the patio. The umbrella is up, and he's reading the news with a big mug of coffee in front of him. And do you, are you just going to walk up and approach him or are you going to be stealthy about it? No, I'm going to, Elsa's going to approach him uh, and sit down across from him. As you sit down, he puts the newspaper down. He goes, ah, Fraulein, I'm surprised that you wanted to speak to me. What do you want? Good night, Max. How are you? Good night. I am curious. The player is freaking out right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Ahem. Well, really, I was here to speak to you on some more personal matters. We may not see eye to eye, and I... We'll never understand your intentions or opinions about Dallas and I, but our sires need to be found, and I would like some help finding them. So you coming to me for help in finding your sires? Yes. I have been looking already, but it seems that if you are asking me for my help, perhaps you can help me. Yes, that is what I imagined this conversation would go. Good, because I can only see this playing out as one of two things. Either whoever sired you left town and is not coming back, or plans on coming back and finding you. Now we just need to figure out what our plan is if the second thing happens. Why would he come back and find me? Someone does not make one of our kind without it being a significant investment. You were made for a reason. And I'm willing to bet that circumstances being what they were. I don't know exactly what happened, but he was not able to stay with you. If that is the case, then that means he's probably looking for the right opportunity to find you. If that does happen, you will let me know, yes? Max, 
We're talking about someone who changed a normal girl's life forever. And if I were to find him coming back to Heidelberg, I don't know if the prince could hold me back. And she, there's a sneer on her face. She is furious right now. Like, she she is visibly shaking. Well, things being what they are, whoever sired you is a fugitive from justice. His blood is forfeit. You can do whatever you want to him. I just need to know the aftermath. Or if I need to clean up, I need to know that as well. I must say that I am surprised that you are coming to me with this. Well, maybe I had a change of a cold, dead heart. And I uh, know that I am a bratty bitch. But we both want this bastard, do we not? Oh, I am aching for this. Also, I don't know what the fuck he looks like, so, you know, visuals would really help out. That's why I came to you. He nods. So it seems that we have an agreement. I would also like to include Dallas's sire as well. She is also curious of what's become of him. Now, that particular clan, there's no telling what could happen. I've heard that that's just the way that they do things. They embrace and then leave. Leave the fledgling to fend for themselves. It's a very barbaric and cruel way of bringing one of us into the world. But it is their way. But And if I hear of anything or come across any unknown gangrel, I will be certain to question them. Good. I don't know where to look exactly. He... He certainly is the Bruja type. But... Just don't know where to look. Since you're one of us now, you need to get used to playing the long game. It might be a while. And since we are both working towards the same purpose, I am willing to entertain a possible temporary truce. Not. I will recall my men and they will no longer be watching your club. For a time. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty much it. And so you say your goodbyes? Have a good knocked, Max. Good knocked, Fräulein. Schlafen Sie gut. Elsa can only eye roll. Right. And he hums to himself as you walk off. I believe you had uh, an appointment tonight. Is that right? Holy shit, yeah. (laughs) With Fiorella. So you have the address to her home, and you are invited to come. So are you going to go to Fiorella's place? I am. Are you... I'm assuming you're taking a cab? Yep. From the diner. So you hail a cab, you give him the address, and the driver takes you to... Not exactly in 
the the town of Heidelberg. It's a little out, a little out in the forest where the like up in the hill where the very rich live. And you come across her manor home. It's a big metal gate with uh, a stylized letter B on the gate. Yeah, I love it. Nice little rose motif in the grating. And you are, you know, the, the cab driver pulls up to the little, uh, you know, the, the little intercom box by the gate. You say who you are and you are let in. They are expecting you. And the cab driver drops you off in front of the very large manor house, the big white doors. You pay him and he drives off. At this point, uh, there are some servants waiting for you, and they welcome you. They say, Miss Elsa, we've been expecting you. If you will follow me, I will take you to the Countess. Danka. Gives you a slight bow. Very, like, you know, coattails. Very, very well-dressed servants. I look around the place. Am I inside? You uh, right now you are outside. This is a very large place, and as you are walking into the the building, you do see like at the corner of your eye, you see like a little like there's a, there's a cul-de-sac area where cars come and drop people off. But it looks like in the driveway parking area does look like there's some the side of the building is a little scorched and scuffed up and it looks like there's been some damage going on and it is you know there's some scaffolding and some equipment there looks like things are currently in a state of repair outside of this manor it's the only thing that throws off the entire aesthetic of the place okay and so you walk inside and it is large it is gorgeous it is Opulent. Marble everywhere. Nice Italian marble. Plant life. Skylights that are dark right now. Uh, some statuary, some artwork, some looking particularly old. And you continue to follow the servant? Yeah, I'm Elsa's enthralled right now. This this is like walking into a dream of one of her own home fantasies that she's always wanted when she was a little girl. And, like, the paintings! The history behind the paintings! Oh, my God! And, like, she wants... She knows there's a library in here. She wants to find it. But she's keeping focused. (laughs) As you're walking, a very large painting catches your attention. Uh, It looks like it's in an older style, and you see three individuals in the painting. You see, it definitely looks like Fiorella uh, in, you know, some very old-looking clothing. And on either side of her are two twin girls, little blonde girls in fancy dresses. Yeah, they're posed around almost like like two girls sitting with their mother. That's definitely Joe and Lena, isn't it? Quite possibly. It does. You do see the resemblance in the twins. Okay. She's like, it's beautiful here. The ghoul leading you says, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and is just continuing to walk. You end up. Okay. Yeah. He takes you to the, the drawing room where he opens up the door. 
steps in, announces your presence, and you see there's Fiorella is in there. She's reclining on one of those resting couches. There is, yeah, yeah there's there's lots of windows here. The, the doors are open, kind of letting that night air in, and it looks like uh, she's listening to you know, some classical music on her record player. And as you are announced, she sits up. She looks really happy to see you. And she comes over to you, takes your hand, says, Elsa, I'm so happy that you came to visit me. She's speaking to you in English. I speak to her in English as well. Yeah, I am. I apologize for not being here last night. I uh, had to take care of some club business. She, uh, moves you over to where she was sitting and, and has you sit down with her. And she's like, oh, it, I understand. I understand how running a business is. I understand how things go. It's okay. At least you let me know. And we're here today. And she looks around at the other servants that were attending her. And she says, she looks over at you and says, is there anything that you need? Or have you fed? Are you hungry? Is there anything else that you need before I send them away? Oh, you're so kind. Uh, I did feed earlier, and I am doing well. Very well. And she makes a gesture, and all of the servants bow to her, and then they take their leave. The last one leaving closes the double doors behind them and gives you two some privacy. And Fiorella looks at you, and she says, I trust that you're doing well. Oh, I'm doing very well. Yeah, the club is going great, and Dallas is also doing well. I'm glad to hear it. The The club, I mean, starting your first business is very exciting, and your particular style of the club is not exactly my taste, but the entertainment and your, your you have such a talent for singing. It is amazing. And it was such a treat to hear you sing. That's very kind of you. Uh, I appreciate you coming to the club. We, we did make a, a very good, comfortable amount of uh, revenue while on oh, the week of opening night. Well, I'm very happy for you. And I know that I had asked you to come here so that I might hear you sing again. You could have an audience of one, but I'm... She actually kind of looks like she's struggling with what to say next. And she says, I have to admit that I asked you to come here under false pretenses. And I am sorry for that. Okay. She stands up and crosses over to the window so she can, you know, look outside. And she's a Toreador, so she has to, things have to be dramatic. Yes. The moonlight hitting her face. Yeah. Yes. And, and you get the sense that she has probably rehearsed this many times because it's just way too perfect. And as she looks outside at the rain that's now starting to fall, she says, I wanted you to come here because you are very new. You are new to this world. You have not been involved in our politics for very long, and I am in great need of companionship from somebody who is not so 
tied into the eternal jihad. And I was wondering if maybe you would sit with me for a while this night and provide me some of that companionship without it being used as a sign of weakness and something that you would try to get over on me, so to speak. Elsa's gonna think about that? Yes. What is going through Elsa's mind right now? She's wondering if Fiorella wants to be her girlfriend. Probably not. Um, won't won't touch uh, Elsa with a ten foot pole. Um, and she's she's not sure what to think. Really, it's just a lot. She thinks about Lena. Like, isn't isn't Lena her companion? Isn't Lena there for her? Isn't Lena, yeah. Do you ask her? Oh, Jesus. Do I ask a Torador in her own home? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to ask her in the most polite, respectful way possible. I don't mean to intrude on your personal matters, but I, I thought you had Lena. She nods and she looks over at you and says that Lena is my child and I love her as much as any sire can love their own child. However, Lena is very much, very much a player in the eternal game and everything with her is politics and I just need a respite from it. If only for a night just to be able to speak to somebody who is such a remarkable individual and not have to worry about, you know, who is going after my position, going after my resources, trying to destroy my childer. You understand, yes? As much as I can, Fiorella. Would you be willing to stay with me for a few hours at least and talk girl um elsa nods and say yes i believe i can provide some comfort for one night i have started to create relationships of my own being in this new life and they will take up more time and I can spend with you, and I hope you understand that. We will see what happens. And so you you stay with her, and you she is literally just you're having a conversation about many things. You know, she does not want to talk much about politics. If you are wanting to get a read on things, you can make an insight check if you'd like. Oh, do I ever, Chad? Do I ever? I want you to give me a composure and insight role to, to have this conversation with her and kind of you know, gauge her intentions or what the purpose, if there was a hidden purpose or not in this. So that's five dice for you. And don't forget that hunger die. So 10, 10, 9. So you critted and you got five successes, which is more than enough to read her her intentions, the intentions of the Toreador Primogen 
who's been playing this game probably longer than some countries have been around. But yeah, through the course of the conversation and your time with her, you do get the sense that you know what she told you was genuine. She just aches for companionship that where she doesn't have to worry about politics and political backstabbing and maneuvering. Like she's literally like talking to you about things. She's even asking you things about your mortal life, about your thoughts of being a vampire. She is really hungering to speak to somebody who could probably the only being who could possibly understand what she's going through, which is another vampire, but a vampire who is too young to be too wrapped up in the politics of things like a genuine vampire heart to heart, so to speak. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Damn. Now that you know this, what is Elsa's intention? Are you going to just provide that companionship for her? Or are you going to try to use this for political gain? Elsa does not care about the Camarilla. She is not going to tell anyone that, but she does not care. She cares about her club, Dallas, her touchstones, and making sure that the city of Heidelberg is rid of the neo-Nazis that are uh, staggering into West Germany at this time. And for her to see a woman so alone and so like this, this woman in this huge house and so alone and with no ill will intentions behind her words, she's going to offer her companionship for the night and, you know, talk about, you know, if she's learned about personal things about Fiorella she will also talk about Gregory and Christina and the library and how much that meant to her as a kid and as a teenager, as an early adult. And she, you know, she wants to ask for a library and just wants to talk about history of any country. It doesn't matter at this point. And because that, what, that's what Elsa likes is, is knowledge and history. If you want to speak to her about history, yeah, I mean, she was there for a large part of it. She can tell you things. Yeah, she can give you an insider's perspective on many things. And so Holy if this shit. is something, yeah, if this is something that you want to talk about, then she's more than willing to, like I said, she's spending the time. She is just having a fun chat and she's really actually enjoying it. Are you trying to get secrets from her? Like, are you being like savvy at all? Or are you being genuine? I Elsa is being genuine. She is sharing as much as Fiorella is sharing. She talks about her family. She talks about her family. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And Fiorella, you talk about your family. Fiorella, yeah, hell, she'll talk about her mortal family, too. I mean, granted, it was a very, very long time ago. And some of the details are fuzzy. But she, you know, she talks about growing up marrying into nobility and things of that nature so she's learning a lot about you you're learning some about her are you is there anything in particular that you want to ask her before we wrap up this scene yeah i noticed the beautiful painting in the hallway 
when I was on my way to this room here, I I wanted to ask, and you can say no, what happens between Lena and Joe? She sighs heavily and says that this is probably one of my biggest regrets was that Joe, as she prefers to be known as today, that her and I had a falling out. And as is the nature of our kind, we tend to hold on to grudges. She said things. I said things. We both made threats. Long story short, as the slang is, Joe is shunned from the Camarilla. She is not welcome in our Elysium. She is not welcome to fraternize with any Camarilla kindred. She's been ostracized, and that is her own doing. And that is her choice. And every night, it breaks my heart. And I know that it also hurts Lena, even though she would never admit it. She would meet final death before admitting that she still cares for her sister. But I see it. I see. I do think about where she is often. I believe that that is all I'm willing to say about this particular subject tonight. I hope you understand. Certainly. I I understand fully. I will offer you some advice. If night ever comes when you choose to make a child, be prepared for some animosity. It is in our nature to hate the one that makes us. You're pretty much starting at a deficit, and it takes a lot of work to develop any real sense of trust and love from your own childer. So just be prepared for that. Thank you for sacrifice. And I I hope that day never comes when I have to sire someone like that. It's probably for the best. But it grows late, and I'm sure that you have other things that you need to do. I have this old woman has kept you here long enough. Thank you very much for your companionship, and if there's any other time when you would like to visit me, I would very much appreciate it. And of course, no one should know about these meetings. Of course. She smiles at her. She smiles back warmly, and she gives you a goodbye kiss on the cheek. Oh, okay. (laughs) And before she lets you go, she just whispers softly to you. She says, it is very much a shame that a bruja got to you first. You would have made a wonderful Toreador. Elsa just nods. Yeah. <laughs> and she lets you take your leave. Uh, yeah, I'm yep, out of there. I am but Elsa could could be red-faced. She would. She's like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and of course you're not going to be allowed to take a cab away from here, so she's going to have one of her servants drive you anywhere you would like to go. Where do you tell her to take you? I tell her to take me back to 
Sa lounge. Have some nights, please. She nods, and you go to their Hexenlide. Gotta check on Anna. All right, so she drops you off in front of the club, and you start to, to mount the stairs going up to the club. And at this point, faster than you can even register, next thing you know, you are in the alleyway in between the club and the building next to it, and there is a hand over your mouth. There's somebody behind you that says, I'm not going to hurt you. I just need to talk to you. Okay, not if you understand and you're not going to scream. She nods. The hand slowly leaves your mouth, just kind of, you know, making sure you're going to stick to your word. Do you scream or not? I don't scream. I just elbow him in the stomach. You elbow, you're just like a, a slight oof, and you turn around, and the the clothing is different. The, the hair and situation is, is different, but this face... You know this face. This is the man that took your life from you. And he's wearing like he before he was wearing like the the, the punk kind of clothing, but that's long gone now and he's wearing more like blue jeans and like a, a t-shirt and a jacket more with the, the modern style of students. And he's he backs away from you a bit and says, "Elsa, look, I need to talk to you." <laughs> And she's growling at him now. She's pissed. She wants his head. I probably deserve that, but I can explain. Gonna punch him in the face. Really hard. Like, dot, like, dot or uh, prowess. Potence. Okay, give me a rouse check to activate your prowess. Four. All right, so your hunger increases to two, but you are very strong. So let's see. So that's going to be strength... Plus brawl, plus your prowess, since you're just going to go out and punch them. So that's going to be four dice for you. Two of those dice need to be hunger dice. Seven, nine, six. He was probably prepared for this, so he kind of like moved a little bit, but you're a little too fast for him. And you hit him so hard, he slams into the other building across from the alleyway. And this cloud of like brick dust just puffs up around him. Some of the brick is crumbling, and there's like a big crack when he moves away from the wall. And he's rubbing his face. He's like, God's sakes, I'm trying to talk to you. Stop hitting me. Why should I let you live? And she's tears are rolling down her eyes right now. She's staring him down. (sighs) Give me one good reason why I shouldn't let you live right now. He he looks around for a minute. He's trying to find some words. He's like, uh... Any second. Now. Joe's trying to kill us. That's not my problem. Elsa, look, I know that what I did was shitty, okay? I had no intention of leaving you, okay? I embraced you, and then all of a sudden, all these freaking ghosts started coming up out of the ground. I got attacked. I was in torpor. I just came out of torpor, and I came to find you. Oh, thank you very much, asshole. But I don't need you now. You took my life away from me. She's getting louder and she's getting pissed and she's growling and she's crying. She like uh, seven emotions are happening right now. She's like, I had family. I had a life. I didn't need this shit. I want to kill you. 
Fight as Joe wants us dead. I don't know. Joe put me up to something, and it went sideways, and now they're after me, okay? And I thought, I've come to you hoping to find an ally, somebody that can help, okay? This is some shit's going on. I guess that's why I, I made you too. So I need allies. No. No, no, no. You deserve to be dead. And she's she's gonna she's gonna walk away. She's gonna walk away before every fiber in her being turns around and kills him. You turn your back the second you turn your back, there's a slight breeze, you turn back around, he's gone. You have no idea where he went. Like, if Joe's already going to kill him, fine. Let her have him. And she's going to go into the building and try and get a hold of... I take that back. She's going to act like nothing happened. So I'm assuming that you're taking a minute to compose yourself. Oh, yeah. She goes into the kitchen where it's dark. And, like, Peter's trying to talk to her, I assume. Or he's asleep. But she's, like... Actually, when you walk into the kitchen area, it looks like uh, Peter Peter and Anna are both in there and they're eating. Turns around, walks away, goes upstairs, slams the door. <laughs> and back to where Peter and Anna are in the kitchen. They both watch you leave and they hear the door slam. They look at each other and Peter says, so um, here's some bus fare. I got to go. So you're in your room. What are you what are you doing? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Um, Elsa's going to trash her bedroom. Just pick up that bed or pick up the cabinet, slam it against the wall, screaming, howling. Like the, 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 the ceiling underneath that bedroom is shaking. And they could probably like realize that. And like, she's crying and screaming and growling and doesn't even know what to do right now. Like, this is this is what she's been looking for and she wants nothing to do with that guy at all now. And so you're venting your frustration in your room. You know, when there's like a, a lull in you know, smashing things and yelling, there's a knock at the door and Peter opens up a little bit because Miss, Miss Elsa are you, are you okay there's a face that gets thrown at the door and he closes the door quickly and says so I'm going to I'll, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow Elsa's gonna stop like what she's doing after she just took her anger out on Peter and she's in fetal position like on like has her knees against her chest and is just like sobbing, sobbing, and like she she doesn't answer Peter. She's in her own head right now. Peter's gonna try to do some damage control and just leave you where you're at. So, is there anything else that you would like to do before sunrise? It's getting close. She's gonna call Christina. Okay. So you, you call her and well, you call uh, Greg's number and she answers. Uh, she's very groggy. You just woke her up. She's, Hello? 
Hello, Christina. Who's this? It's Elsa. Oh, Elsa? What? You hear, like, some shuffling. Everything goes, Elsa, it's it's three o'clock in the morning. I know, but I thought I'd say hello. Are you okay? You sound like you've been crying. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not crying. Not. You're, all, you're also a terrible liar. Okay. Yeah, I've been crying, so that's... Uh, <laughs> I know it's early, but I miss you so much. I, I miss you too. Are are you okay? Do you, where are you? I'm at my lounge. I just had a really bad breakup. It was awful. You were seeing somebody? Yeah, but he doesn't matter anymore. Oh, do you, well, I'm not going back to sleep now. Do you want me to, to I can come over there. Is there, is there anything that's open besides her club? At this time of night, uh, there's not going to be many businesses that are open. Well, no, this is a college town. So, sure, we'll just say that there's a 24-7 coffee shop that's popular with the students. I'm going to meet you at the student's coffee shop. Is that Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Just give me a give me a few minutes. I'll throw some throw a shirt on. I'll I'll see you soon. Okay. I'll see you soon. She hangs up. And so you head over to the coffee shop. Yeah. All right. So you you get there, and you know, by the time you get there, uh, Christina's already there. She's sitting at a table. She's got a, a coffee already, and she you know, goes over to you and gives you a hug. She's like, I'm, I'm sorry you're going through a rough time. I got, come on, I'll, I'll get us some coffee. And do you want some, I'll get you some chocolate? That always makes things better. She'll order a piece of chocolate and a, and a cup of hot coffee. Okay. They do have some very nice opera cake here. I love opera cake. And so you get your, your stuff and you sit down at the table. Uh, Christina you know, pays, pays for you. And so she sits down with you and she's like, so tell me what happened. How, I mean, you said it was bad. He, he trashed my bath, my bedroom. And I had met him and he had approached me at for purchase knocked you were busy, but we were talking, and it's been on and off, and lately he just hasn't been around, and he had a bit of a temper. He, he finally approached me tonight and just wanted more attention from me and I had a bad asking of him and he got so angry he trashed my bedroom and it was awful and luckily he's not the type to use physical wounds 
but he certainly knows how to use his words. And she's just holding the coffee. Christina squeezes your hand a little bit before she picks up her coffee mug. And in between sips, she says, I'll tell you one thing. There's no way in hell are we picking up any more men at Valpurgis Noct. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm just about ready to swear off men. I think a little bit in some metal, but we can both agree on that. Right. I mean, you know, you switch to women, at least you can wear the same clothes, right? Yeah. Use the same makeup and everything. Oh, that'd be so nice. <laughs> and that actually makes Elsa giggle, genuinely. Christina was always good at making you laugh. She was. So she's just going to talk to her and talk about how terrible men are and just ask how Gregory's been. Yeah, so Gregory's doing fine. Uh, she does mention that, you know, they both have been missing you, but they do understand that running your own club is a lot to do. And, you know, Christina actually hopes that you're, the club's doing well and that this is something that is worth changing careers for. She nods. It's, it's fuzz. I, I think I, I made a good choice in life. And I hope you are still on the thought of the flower shop? Well, I mean, I guess I could look into it. I mean, you opened up your own business. Maybe you can give me some pointers. Totally. And so you pass the the few hours before dawn talking to Christina, your best friend in the world. When the time comes, you say your goodbyes and you go back to your haven. Yep. And so I think that is where we are going to end it. <sighs> oh. Bye. <laughs> the Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs. Good evening, Fang Gang, and welcome to another episode of In Vain Valpurgisnacht. Now, it may not be evening when you're listening to this, but let's be face it, we're all creatures of the night here, right? Anyway, just a quick hello to all of you, and a thank you as always for listening. Uh, thank you very much for sharing our episodes, giving us reviews, sending your fan art. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate all of the interaction we have with you guys. It makes us so happy. We love hearing from you guys. Also, thank you everybody for your amazing, amazing outpouring of love for Chad's Storyteller Sanctum. I believe he's going to try and do that at least once a month and talk a little bit more about storytelling for In Vain or for Vampire the Masquerade as a whole. So, uh, it sounds like it's something that you guys enjoyed and so we want to provide more of that for you. If you have ideas on topics you'd like Chad to cover, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or on uh, the Nerdsmith Discord. Any of those places you can get, you can find us all there and chat. We love to interact with y'all. Very quickly, if you guys want to get some amazing dice, 
go to Die Hard Dice. They are fantastic. They've been coming out with some really incredible colorways. I cannot recommend them enough. They are beautiful, gorgeous, good quality dice. And now you can get 15% off your first or next order with them if you use the code FANGGANG, F-A-N-G-G-A-N-G, at checkout. Uh, I highly recommend them. Also, if you are enjoying what we do and you want to help us keep creating such amazing content, please head over to nerdsmith.org and become a subscriber. You get access to things like bonus content from all of the shows, which we, including this one and several other shows, all of the other shows that you can find, Fennec, me, Chad, and Shining On all do bonus content, which you can find on nerdsmith.org, only for nerdsmith.org creators, or excuse me, nerdsmith.org subscribers. Definitely go and check those out. Lastly, a huge shout out to one of the newest shows on the Nerdsmith network, Realms of Ukador. We are so happy that they have joined us. Ukador is a live streaming game that takes place every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. PST. Be sure to check them out. They are phenomenal and I cannot recommend them enough. Please go give them some love. Also, check out Crit Show, the latest podcast to join the Nerdsmith family. You guys will not be disappointed by either. As always, have a great, wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you very soon.